Okay, so I think a lot of people, maybe it's just me, but we really want to honor God at Christmas time. We do. And Christmas is technically all about Jesus. Now, it's, just before we go further, sure. honor usually doesn't happen on accident. No. So just I think when you said that, mm-hmm. you, you may have you may have uh, tipped our our overzealous hats a little bit there. I think potentially the, this season is so busy, people yes. are trying to make bonuses. You know, this 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 is the, the people aren't haven't stopped working for the year at this point when a lot of people listen to this. Yeah. Like we're still trying to buy the right Christmas presents. We're we still are. so I I think maybe if, you're like me and you are severely behind. Right. So if you're not I, I just I don't want to skip past that. Um if you want to honor God, right? And we're going to talk about those fun things, serious things, all that kind of stuff, but it takes intentionality. Well, to honor someone is to give them admiration and respect. Like that's what it means to honor. And so when we talk about, hey, specifically, we're called to honor God and glorify God, to give him admiration, respect, praise all year round. Yeah, I think that's a great question is how many of our Christmas priorities bring God honor, mm-hmm. adoration, yeah. focus, and and worship. So I just didn't want to skip past the statement of, hey, we all want to honor God during Christmas. I, I believe that that is like a deep down truth, but um, I don't know that a lot of people, if they reflected on their lives, they would say, hey... I'm making a priority to to honor to honor God, and again, we're going to talk about some of that stuff. But it, to, to honor God, it's, it's a to honor God in this season. It's just like any other season. Just because it's Christmas, and you know, it's when He came. Does well, it just feels harder because yeah. everything is about Santa. Everything is about your presents. It is quite a bit busier now. There's all of these um, holiday activities. I've just flew out of Thanksgiving. And it's two weeks later, and I'm literally, you've got, if you've got kids, you're at Christmas programs and, you know, classroom parties, and then you have your work party for, you know, you and your spouse. And there's all of this stuff that we're attending and participating in. How do I actually honor God at Christmas is the question. I want God to be important at Christmas. It's Jesus' birthday. But how do I make Christmas actually about Jesus. Yeah, and so we'll talk more about that, but let's talk about some of the things that are competing with the Lord on his birthday, like Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Frickin' Santa Claus. Sugar warning. Yeah. If you are unsure about your belief in Santa Claus's reality, this may be a good off-ramp. Or, yeah, if there are or, people who have thoughts about moment. Santa in there, fast forward in the, in the vehicle. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay, so if now we're going to have car. an adult conversation about Santa. Yeah, yeah. So we we have made some decisions around Santa about like, because everybody, well, we get that question actually pretty frequently, uh, just like with Halloween questions, like, can you celebrate it? It's, it's the devil's birthday. <laughs> uh, but here on Jesus' birthday... <laughs> I got a weird vibe going on. You got a today. weird guy, a weird vibe. Common um, grace of cookies and and um So Santa. with with Santa Claus. Yes. Um, would you like me to discuss it or you want to talk about how we cover it with our family? Well, I'll just I'll sh- I why don't you discuss it and I will fill in where you leave stuff out. Okay, so the the most important thing to us about uh Christmas is it, it is whenever Jesus fulfilled uh being Emmanuel. 
God with us. And so we don't we want any so there's some spiritual reasons we don't want any competition uh for that and things like that. And so for us Santa Claus and Saint Nick was a real person, right? Yes. And so we do which Rachel can Rachel's more uh she's had to have not arguments with our children, but educational moments with our children. So she can fill in more details about Saint Nick. But for us um, we really don't. We want all of the the mystery and all of the excitement to be around what Jesus did, and so we do tell our our kids from uh, a young age, whenever they can understand, uh, that Saint Nick was a real person, uh, that he was a godly, generous man, uh, but that he did die, and so whenever whenever we talk about yeah. Uh, which that has led, and we, we've had to coach our children as to how they have discussions with their friends, uh, because when they tell people that Santa died, it doesn't go over great. And they don't usually yeah. tell people. Right. Uh, but actually, funny a funny conversation, because this is, I, I don't know, this isn't like, a, guys, this isn't... <laughs> This isn't the end of the world. Like people make this a really, really big deal. And, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to downplay things that are, are a priority to you. I'm and, telling you how we have chosen to do it with our kids, but mm-hmm. it does lead to some funny conversations. Like tell them about the conversation you have with Valor. Valor's our youngest. He's he, yeah. So he's we're three. in bed the other night. He wasn't feeling super great, and he was. And he told me that Santa is coming to our house to bring presents. And I said, no, mom, and I, I, I bring you your presents. Mommy and daddy give you your presents. And he said, no, Santa does. And I said, no, Santa was real. And where he was so generous and he had children around him who did not have um, presents and they didn't have toys. And so he was so generous. He went, God, the toys. And he gave them to show them that God's love. And isn't that amazing? But he doesn't do that anymore. Mom and dad celebrate just like Santa does, and we give you some gifts. And he said, no, Santa's coming. I said, no, remember, Santa doesn't do that anymore. Santa died, and now mom (laughs) brings you your gifts. And he told me, no, Jesus died. (laughs) And I was like, well, I think we're done with this conversation. But under the tree, there are no gifts from Santa under our tree. But we do like we go see Santa. Santa's at Dollywood. We we celebrate. It's just, a, it's just a fun deal. Just like princesses, and that has been like it when we like when your kids are dressed up and they go to Disney and they see the princesses, and we celebrate that. But we don't bring up. I think Disney's a oh I, hotter oh. topic than Santa. Don't sorry. Don't, don't bring up the mouse. The mouse. We all used to celebrate (laughs) with princesses, Um, but it's a, it is a imagination. Like, Hey, we talk, we do an elf on the shelf in our house. Yeah. So like, and and again, so something in the show notes, Rach, would you pick one of your favorite articles about St. Nick? Lovely. Yes. I'll Um, send it to you. And and we do like, we talked about it. We do. But, but here's something huge is that your kids are being educated all, all, all the time. They're being educated at school. They're being educated in the, by their friends on the bus uh, and, and on uh, at wherever they're wherever they're with their friends on social media on YouTube. Like they're being educated, right? And how rare is it that they are educated around historical uh, men and women of God that made a massive impact? So Saint Nick is a great opportunity to do that. Right, and so again, we so we take the opportunity. Race does a great job uh, with our kids around that. But again, we do have fun. So like JL is acutely aware 
that Santa, Saint Nick, he, she, and she's she's at the age. Even if we didn't make it a priority, that they're probably gonna know. She's, she's nine. 10. She's about yeah, to be she's about ten. To 10. Uh-huh. And so, but we're sitting there on the shelf. We do the Elf on the shelf because we this this is a, this is a season for fun and for joy. Like we're not saying that you have to have like a communion service every night and just. And can't um, buy your kids gifts. Yeah, and like that's that's crazy. So like we do uh, now. Now you know we we just had something called Heart for the Harvest, and we mm-hmm. just like with uh, the whole Santa and Jesus thing, our our largest gifts um, financially will not be presents for each other, but it will it will be to the kingdom. Like mm-hmm. and our, our kids know that. But either way, that's probably a different podcast. But it is fun. So like JL, I'm holding JL the other night. And on the little tree behind me, the elf on the shelf is there, and she's like, "Hey, Dad, will you ask Santa if Snowflake can wake up early this year?" And uh, and uh, so it's We're, not we play into we have fun with yeah, it. I don't rebuke her for that. Like we like it's it's that like it's not Sa- Santa Claus is. It, I would say like the 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 guy in the red suit and all that stuff is amoral. Actually, like there's a great biblical like historical lineage. To that, like what is celebrated. Um, so again, I, I don't think it's something to uh, something to rebuke. So I was like, oh well, me and mom, and it's, it's just fun for her and I. Me and mom will talk about it because Snowflake usually vandalizes their rooms and such like that. But which is our elf on the shelf. But mm-hmm. um, that that's our that's our take thought on on it. Do you think it's wrong for people to celebrate Santa? I don't think so. I don't think so. now. I would say. Just like what we're about, the next kind of hot topic around it. I don't. I don't think it's wrong. I think that what we have to do is go back to how we originally started this podcast. Is the the reason for your life every day, not just in the every day. The main reason that you woke up this morning, as you take a breath in, the main reason that you took a breath today was to bring honor and glory and notoriety to God and His kingdom. And so I do not think it is wrong to celebrate Christmas. I do think you are missing a significant opportunity not to leverage the cultural momentum of Christmas and Santa Claus, not to do some discipleship. So earlier I said education, but discipleship Mm -hmm. around literally the whole world remembers. Now now we've forgotten the, the, the impact that St. Nick made right? Yes. St. Nicholas made. But the, the I mean, because you talk about the kids about like, imagine the impact you can have by having a life of loving people and generosity and stuff like that, you know? And so I don't, I do not think that, I don't think that Santa Claus and that kind of stuff is wrong. I would say that you are missing a significant opportunity. Now, I, I, I would say it is absolutely wrong to talk more about Santa than about Jesus, I think it's I think it's wrong if at the end of the day your kids more I mean just to use the word honor or glorify Santa more than they do Jesus is 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 a real yeah, that would be wrong I think I think that that would actually dishonor um, Jesus but that would be and and again the reason for the season the reason for the day Emmanuel he came shoved all of his glory into a baby 
you know, uh, to, to be a sacrifice for well, us. And I so, think one of the things that we will do with Santa is we'll say, well, Santa's watching, so make sure you do the right thing instead of going back to the, val- like we deviate from the values of our home. And the values of our home are we love God and we love people. We walk in our purpose and win our world. We discover our purpose and win our world. And so we don't deviate from the way we discipline and raise our children up the other 11 months of the year. We continue to remind them, hey, the reason we don't do, we are, we're going to make the wise choice is not because Santa is watching. It's because we love God yeah. and we love people. And that's, so I think that for a lot of things, the pro, the, if you want to call it the problem with Santa is he becomes the linchpin of Christmas mm-hmm. and not Christ. Yeah. And so if you removed Santa, that would be my question for us is just, hey, if we removed Santa from Christmas for, in our homes, because that's really what's important right now is like, is in our home, would Christmas still be a wonderful, joyful season? Yeah. And um, I would hope the answer is yes. And if the answer is no, then you have an opportunity to make some shifts in the way you celebrate this season. And we do, we love to celebrate. God celebrates in scripture and there's festivals all throughout the Old Testament, like parties are a good thing. Yeah. God loves for us to enjoy ourselves. He created things for us to enjoy. And so I don't I don't want us to miss the fact that, hey, we we get to celebrate Christmas, Jesus coming to earth, and that is such a joy. And our children, I was reading this article um, recently. This guy was sharing his story, and he's a third generation, he has three generations of pastors in his family. And one of the things that we I tried to do intentionally is, is look at people who are pastors who have children who have left the faith. Why did they leave the faith? What was missing? And he said, one of the reasons that he did not leave the faith is because my parents' faith was so real. So I wonder like at Christmas, is your faith real? Is Jesus really real? So um, one of the things like I would, I would ask the question is, what are you known for when you celebrate? What are you known for in your house when you celebrate? Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's really good. And so it, again, it's not he's not uh, I, honestly like historically he's a great person. But that's what that is what matters most, mm-hmm. and uh, that they walk away honoring and glorifying Jesus because your tra- traditions. And then just to I think we mentioned this a couple weeks ago on the podcast, but you know feed uh, they they did a survey and it's like six point five or seven out of kids you know, or like after age 25 or 30, they do return to whatever faith their parents had. And so like the, what you do now does matter. And so it, it'll be how uh, the majority of them actually celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. What's the most important thing? And so, and we'll, we'll talk about some ways that you can do that. Uh, but one, one other thing that is actually, it's a funny, it's a funny one is, uh, you know, do you, do you say, um, Happy holidays, you know, and so uh, he wouldn't care if I shared this. Me and Dad and Rachel were we were having lunch the other day after a Sunday service, and uh, you know, yeah, and Dad was like, you know what? Anytime somebody says Happy holidays, I just say Merry Christmas right back to him. And so uh, I, I don't know if it's a generational thing. I I, I don't I don't know. I, I I do want to with humility, like I understand that there's some small cultural things. Um, that happen that slowly deviate away from being like a Christian nation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but again, and obviously, we would rather, ex- like, in a way that we can articulate, 
for our nation and be a Christian nation, mm-hmm. uh, but it matters so much more that we are Christian individuals and that we have Christian homes and we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And so I, I personally, I'm always going to say Merry Christmas. I always say Merry Christmas. And I try to beat people to the punch. Now now I've noticed we don't really, they don't really say it often. Like people are checking out. The season has become more, it's just a normal day, you know. And so when I'm shopping at the grocery store or, or I'm leaving somewhere and they say, thanks so much, I will say, I'll, I just say Merry Christmas because I am celebrating that Jesus came. And I want to, when someone hears, or I'm, I personally believe that I'm representing Jesus. And I want to represent the kingdom of heaven the way I feel like um, heaven was when Jesus came. Like angels were singing, like there was a big, it was a big to do. It's a big deal for me that Jesus came and humbled himself and became a person when we really think about that. And so I choose not, I I personally do not choose offense when people say happy holidays. A lot of times they don't have a choice. Like that's where they work. Like they don't get to say whatever, you know, because there are people who are celebrating other things. And I want to, I want to love them where they are. Yeah. And um, I don't have to celebrate what they celebrate either. So I do say, I say Merry Christmas, but not, not to be, not to, you know, fight the man. Right. I I say it because I really do. I love Christmas and I'm so grateful for Jesus. Yeah, just reflecting as we're talking, I actually think I, I'd like to take a little bit more aggressive stance. I think that we should uh, be really intentional to say uh, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you think about like the slow kind of, um, you know, regression of, I mean, like, how many people even feel comfortable saying, hey, have a blessed day? Right. You know, um, or, you know, just you think about how slowly things are less and less acceptable. Um, and uh, and so I, and, and who gets to say what's acceptable um, for us as believers is God and his word. And so I, I would I, I think that we should be intentional because you just don't know why. Now, if you're a real butt to the cashier um, and you were a jerk and your coupon didn't work and stuff like that and you showed your, your you know, don't say Merry Christmas, you know, say Happy Holidays, I guess. Um, but it's a, uh, you, you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, I guess it's a, it's a witness thing, you know? Well, like, and how many, I would say this is when you talk about like, what are you known for at Christmas time? Are the fruits of the spirit gone because you didn't get what you want or um, things didn't go your way or there's more traffic than usual. Yeah. It's busier and now you have no patience. There's no kindness. There's no gentleness. There's no goodness in you anymore. Yeah. You just lost all your Holy Spirit. Yeah. So again, I, I, we won't talk about that one as much as we talked about Santa Claus, but I, I think that we should be intentional. I, I what Just maybe you can look at it this way. Maybe if you don't have an opinion, here's a great one, one to have is it's just a... You like an exclamation point on hopefully the godly interaction you just had with somebody, a fellow believer, or even more importantly, an unbeliever. When you loved on them and you were kind and you were generous and you were patient and you were joyful, and then at the end it's like, hey, Merry Christmas, God bless you. Hope hope you have an amazing Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because again, more and more the day will get the day will get more uh, as as America and you know the the world gets less. Um, you know, religious or Christ-centered, 
it will become more and more of a normal day. And so for us to treat it not that way will will be a big deal. So um, something you said is, what are you known for celebrating or what are some practical ways that we can celebrate or honor God? Mm-hmm. Not not celebrate Christmas, the day, but to honor God and make it a, a part of Him. And so uh, our, our, and, and we, we talked about, I think, maybe some Advent candles already. Uh, just before the month got started so people could be prepared. Uh, but just some other things that we do. We make a big deal of the Christmas story. Um, and so, and we, we, we talk about it leading up to it, but uh, we, we just make a big deal. We make sure that we read that. Uh, I think the, the part in Luke is, is probably the easiest, especially for kids uh, to grasp. Well, and when JL was younger, we actually, we would do, um, Sarah Young has a version of it. There's like kids, uh, if you pull out your kid's Bible, and read it from like your the kids bible it's super great they can pick up and they can pick up on all of that and now JL can read and so we yeah. actually we have some books that um there's a ton of resources out there a million but some of them will come with like ornaments and you like pull the paper ornament out and you hang it on your tree every day. So instead of maybe doing Advent calendar where they get a chocolate every day counting down to Christmas, what if you read a page of the, you know, these these Christmas devotionals? And so there's one that I have that takes them all the way. I think Anne of Oskamp wrote it, but it takes them all the way from the garden yeah. to Christmas it's, it is, and you see the Christmas story, the story of Jesus coming to redeem humanity all the way through the month of December. Yeah. And so, in, so we do that. Like, so at Bible time at night, instead of using maybe the YouVersion app, which we normally do, we'll pull out those stories. And now that JL can read, right. we let her participate and read stuff. Yeah. So she'll do Bible time, but also on Christmas morning, she gets to read part of the story. Yeah. And and just know your know who you're with. Like if you're if your kids are little like ours or if they're in middle school or high school, like if they like to read. Or and and I, I think it's massive because a lot of parents or even I know there's young adults and students listen to this. Uh, it, there's so much power and creativity that comes with understanding what you're what you're reading, what you're talking about, what you're thinking about. I think that's part of what holds us back as we feel insecure when it comes to the Christmas story and stuff like that. But if I, it's literally Google searches away. So if you Google um, like Christmas story in in the Bible, it's going to bring you to the parts in the gospel. And if you go to what which we've talked about on here, probably my favorite commentary right now is Enduring Word. And so if you do Enduring Word on Luke chapter one, um, it's gonna it's gonna give you that. And then you can read it and then you can bring it to life. So again, like you said, JL likes to read. River loves chocolate. You know, they they just like they they like to do that. And so like I I mean I was laying in bed with River the other night and we were talking about it and and I was like, hey, what stands out to you? He's like, Jesus was in a manger. Can you believe that? And it was funny to watch River. I said, what? And I, I, I'm bad about it because I like to preach and talk and you know make points. But I was like, what do you what what's the what's the craziest thing to you? What's the craziest thing about that to you? And he said, Jesus was in a manger. And I said, that's where the cows eat. And he said, yeah, I bet you the cows were looking at him going, why is there a baby in my manger? It was just a, it was just a moment where. He obviously had to reflect on it because he was thinking about it. So obviously he took the cow's perspective, not the wise men's perspective. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just it was just inter- it just it was just nice to put. It. So the Christmas story 
And there's so many ways to bring that to life for whatever stage you or your family or your friends are in. And we do the Christmas story no matter who is at our house. So we celebrate and we invite people who don't have anywhere to go for Christmas, just like at Thanksgiving. We were actually talking about somebody from the gym. We're like, hey, and um, Zach and I were talking in the car. It's like, hey, make sure you reach out to him because if he doesn't have somewhere to go for Christmas, he needs to come to our house. And we, we do all the same celebrations we just whoever is there is a part. And, yeah. and um, so don't be afraid of how you celebrate. You're celebrating the most important thing that ever happened, and that's that Jesus came um, for humanity to redeem us. Yeah, and most likely, if they're not believers, they they probably haven't seen it in a uh, a joyful, a, you know, mm-hmm. exciting, celebratory way. So it'd be awesome. What a, what a great way to... So we do, yeah. So we do the Christmas story. We do the Advent candles. That's another way that you mm-hmm. can help make sure you're glorifying God and giving Him um, our attention just helps zoom us back in. Our Bible times are different. We do our Bible times around the Christmas story and about the Christmas season. Um, I think another way that we can honor God in the Christmas season is making sure we're making financial choices that allow us to continue to give outside of just presence in our home. Yeah, This is a really hard season. It's a super tempting to go into like a lot of debt, especially this year, having to make a lot of hard choices. And for our family, we just finished giving for Heart for the Harvest. And so we just, there were conversations that we've had with our kids. Hey, this is what we're going to do for Christmas this year. Um, You know, we're not going to, there are things that we've sacrificed so that we could give generously then, but we still tithe in December. We still give 10%, well, we give more, um, but we believe it's important that we continue to honor God financially. Yeah, because you're teaching your kids something. Well, if you can pull out, of that, like, hey, like I'm going to honor God 11 months of the year with my finances and not in December, but not in December because, so what is that? The uh, For me, it's just asking the question of, hey, when I make that decision, what, what am, what's the value or the belief I hold when I make that decision? Mm-hmm. Is it that God can't provide for me in December too? Yeah, because there's things we never stop doing. Uh, is that like a double negative? There's things that we, yeah. There are things we always do. There are things we always do. And so like, if, and, and there's things that you always do too. If you take medicine, you don't stop taking your medicine, uh, and, you know, just for Christmas. <laughs> just for Christmas. Um, <laughs> and so there's things that we do. And so we want to honor God. And listen, before there's any external decisions, before there's any external um, like manifestations of priorities and honoring, the decisions are made inside. We talked mm-hmm. about in the past, one of my favorite things um, by Craig Rochelle is the power of pre decision. And so, like the power of pre-deciding, well, I'm I'm, I'm going to tithe. I'm going to tithe all all December, or I'm not going to go into debt. And so, like it's just like that that decision is made. And so now, what do I do? So that mm-hmm. decision's made. So like whenever you're at the store, or that perfect gift comes along, or whatever. Hey, uh, I, I well, I've already made this decision, so I I can't I can't go back on that. And so because again. And if you could just forecast a little bit for yourself and 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 just use use some wisdom, I think January is going to come. It I is. think January one will be here. And I, I honest, I think about it. I think about it whenever I make my mostly nutritional decisions in December. Is that I will like I have some goals that I'm going to start out on. And well, maybe if I got a little fatter in December, it would make you know hitting goals easier <laughs> in uh, in 
January. But I, and we'll talk about that in a few weeks, just like planning. But the, I, I think it's massive, the power of pre-decision. So the power of pre-decision that you're going to honor God. And so, one the, and again, that's with your, your time, your talent, your treasure, uh, which includes your finances. But I think that that brings back just one more thing around how you celebrate, which is, is it, and I know what I, I bring it up a lot, but your, your personal time with the Lord, your personal mm-hmm. time in prayer, mm-hmm. your personal time in the Word, like what, what is, what's that look like in this season? And if that's bad, non-existent, how, whatever phrase you want to put to it, the chances of you leading the way for your friends or for your family uh, are, are, are pretty slim, right? It's going to be hard to externally manifest something that you haven't been internally cultivating. Well, and I, we have to remember that following Jesus, we do receive this gift of salvation. And in order to walk in it, the God's, Jesus said, you got to pick up, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. This is not a costless mm-hmm. faith. And when we said we're going to follow Jesus, we said we were going to do it all year. And that means those decisions that we've made we're not going to choose guilt and condemnation because we didn't go into debt a thousand dollars to go have a bunch of things because we believe that things are, they're just things mm-hmm. and they're great and they're wonderful. And Jesus is greater. And there are some things that we made decisions about to honor the Lord above all else in our life. And that means our life is going to look different than people around us. And this is an opportunity for us to remember that when I said, I'm not going to buy that so that I could be generous, or I'm not going to drink that because I want to honor God with my body or whatever decisions you've made around as you celebrate, it's because you love God most. Yeah. And when we love God most, all of the other things, it doesn't make it, honestly, it's, it's still hard to deny yourself, but it, it the reward is Jesus. Yeah. And that's what December should for us be about is almost more like Easter for me. It's a redirection of my attention to what Christ did for me. Yeah. And I love how our calendar works in that way where it, it should bring all of our focus back to that and then we start the next year with that as the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, one other thing, and then we'll, we'll just kind of end on just some scripture that, that really brings this home. But one other thing I think is massive um, in like how we celebrate is the the music we listen to. I'm not a big music person like I like, despite how well I sing on the I podcast love Christmas music so it, right but I, I really do think it impacts like the uh the the vibes if you will or the fo- or the focus of it me and me and some I were laughing the other day about like how um uh I'm gonna say it I'll say it differently um maybe sexually charged we were like in high school like as young young adults yeah. young men and we were laughing about the music that we would listen to. And if you roll back, it was so sexual. Like it was so uh, like, and then you wonder why Graphic. you're, yeah, you're mm-hmm. in the car, you're listening to that and you get out and, and you have this, these things on your mind. Um, you know, well, I, I guess I'm just, uh, I'm just perverted or all. That's just how boys are. Well, 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 no, you just listen. I won't, you know, the, these songs are about all that. Mm-hmm. So Again, that that would be a worldly example, but you think about how music can impact, which obviously I know you're more passionate about than me, but I think it's a big deal. Well, music teaches you, so your kids can learn. Like, like it sounds silly, but like 
um, Angels We've Heard on High. That song's straight out of scripture about- Some people don't know. I was, Angels we, There's a high part I was going to sing. Is that one? Yeah, no, I don't know. It'll come to me. Go ahead. That's great. Maybe you're thinking of a different carol. <laughs> but Christmas carols talk about things about the Christmas story. So like Angels We Have Heard on High is about angels coming and testifying of Christ's birth to the shepherds. And so when we listen to these songs, it's wonderful. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. The, the Jewish people were waiting for the Messiah. They were waiting for God to come and be with them. These songs are not just songs of, and, and this is all the time, these songs, the worship songs or Christian songs, however you want to qualify that, is they are not just there to be nice, and they, but they actually educate you. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be careful what we're listening to because it does shape our mind and what we think. But these like Christmas carols are like theologically sound. Yeah, um, we, we've, we've actually made our whole Christmas Eve service around uh, the historical, some of the historical meanings of, of the Christmas carols. Yeah, they're, and some like these hymns and these Christmas carols, like they are a, a significant amount of them are birthed out of just just moves of God, like mm-hmm. super special moments. And so I, I think that music is a, is a big deal, a, a great, also just a great environment changer as you're in the car. Yeah. Hey, why listen to this? And then just be ready, like be bold as a parent. Like, I, hey, I want to make sure that we honor God in this season. I want to make sure. Mm-hmm. And then if you've done some, if you've done some research, which is not, it's it's really it's not hard. Like the the information is at your fingertips. If you'll if you'll look it up and you'll read it about like some of what these um, I, some of the ones you've already mentioned because we like go tell it on the mountain and oh, some yeah. of these other ones. Um, it, 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 I I think it would bring them to light even further uh, to the people in our life. Even a um, if you're talking about having this conversation with somebody who's not a believer, just the simple hey, did you know? Or hey, I just learned. And you tell them that. I mean, what, you have a winning your world conversation yeah. out of Christmas songs. And we forget that people are really open to the spiritual and the supernatural October. They're really open to Jesus at Christmas. Yeah. Tons of people, they celebrate Christmas, but they don't know Jesus. And so you have this amazing opportunity to teach people what Christmas is really about. Yeah. And I don't, man, I don't want to miss it. And so I would just. It's, I helped put together a program for my kid's school and it was amazing. The, the kids don't know those Christmas carols anymore. The things that we grew up with, that's not standard for children anymore. And so if you want your kids to know those things, that is on you and you can teach your children the things of God. Yeah. And just, just to give you a passage really to, to know just how we've kind of grounded all this in uh, Colossians three seventeen, uh, Paul writes, "Whatever you do, so whatever you do, whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father, uh, thanks to to God the Father through Him." And so, whatever you do this Christmas season, whatever you do, in word, uh, in deed, internally, externally, with your time. Um, all those things, give honor and glory to God. Because at the end of the day, we've talked a lot about how people view what we do, our kids, our friends, our spouse, our coworkers. At the end of the day, well, let us not forget 2 Corinthians 5.10, we will stand before Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I, I, I want 
to have honored him. I, uh, not necessarily especially on his birthday, um, but in, a, in, in this time and season, I want to lead myself, my friends, my family, um, to, to the, the honor and the glory and the attention that he deserves. And so whatever you do, in word or in deed, in everything, do it in the name of Jesus. And so, hey, I think there's been some great what is next steps um, and some who is next steps in this time. And so I just want to ask you to take a, a moment with the Holy Spirit and ask, hey, what Holy Spirit, what do you want me to obey from this time? I know he's speaking to you. I know he's speaking to us. We love you. Uh, we believe in your purpose, uh, your God-given purpose, which is to win the world. We love you. We'll see you next week. <laughs>